for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. Guys, what's going on? What is going on? Explain as, yourself. As Marvin Gaye <laughs> once sang, what is going on? Should we get right into some movies we've seen? Let's do it. Sure. you forget about me look my way girl something <laughs> breakfast movies we've seen robert hit us up with a couple movies you've seen yeah more than a couple my friend uh well you guys you know we were talking about watching the multiverse movie for this episode and i knew exactly what movie you guys were talking about which is why i watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers, ah. featuring tons of characters from a litany of different uh, properties. Um, no, I enjoyed it. I think it was getting some flack on Twitter for being like, I, I, just, I just think some people are just never going to be happy with like, or or enjoy, you know, something that's has very obvious fan service and, you know, point to references and stuff. I don't think it was the greatest film ever committed to celluloid, but I enjoyed myself. I thought like I went in with lower expectations because I was like, I don't know if I like this angle of their actors that were in Chippendales and now like they're washed up. Um, but I thought it was pretty fun. Um, it also was the, released uh, maybe in a awkward time when uh, Mulaney was in the news for the wrong reason. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Yeah. Um, I thought like the human character storyline was kind of meh and I do maintain, which is what I thought from the beginning when I saw the trailers, uh, one of the one of the characters, or is it, I think it's uh, Dale, gets CG surgery. So he, throughout the whole movie, has this kind of like three-dimensional CG look. And while as the other character, it's not 2D animation, it's like cel-shaded to look like, like 2D animation, but mm -hmm. it looks pretty good. Like, I like the way it looks in the world, and I really wish both characters had just been that style. I think it could have been a I think it could have been a good cutaway joke or like, oh, yeah, I actually got that surgery at one point and then cut away to him waking up to that and then having it reverted or something. But I just didn't. It just made it like one character looked so much better than the other. So. At least for me. Yeah, Max, I, a rebuttal. I, <laughs> uh, I also saw Chippendale. Uh, I thought that. Interesting. This isn't your fucking time, but sure. Say speak on it. <laughs> you gave him room for a rebuttal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <That's laughs> you know what? <laughs> Have I ever spoken during his segment? Yes. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Uh, yeah, I thought Monterey Jack looked worse in his like um, 3D, 2D, like the the yeah, fake 2D. Right? That's the, I, I don't think they nailed that as much as they did Chip. Mm -hmm. right? Chip is the uh, Indiana I think so. looking one. Okay, yeah. I thought they did a pretty good job with him. Uh, and I, yeah, I kind of do think that he looked better than Dale, but I do think that Dale looked better than... Uh, Monterey Jack for some sure. reason who also know. like admittedly like isn't in the movie as much so it's not as yeah, distracting for yeah. me I think they um, could have done uh, even more with like cutting down the number of frames that he was moving into to make it look more 2D rather than the mm. the, the 3D that it was sure but, 
Yeah, and I'll I'll save my overall opinion of the movie for uh, my own time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, I can't wait to hear it. No, I I overall enjoyed it. There was some interesting stuff. Again, I I feel like there was just like small portions of the internet that were kind of nitpicking certain elements, but maybe we'll we'll get to it when you talk about it. Um, I watched uh, Jackass four point five, which I think is on Netflix. Um, and I didn't realize, I think I mentioned this a couple episodes ago when I, maybe more than a few episodes ago, when I watched some of the other point fives, um, of Jackass that I always assumed it was just like behind the scenes footage and not like, it'll be like all new things that were completely cut from the movie or like, or like interviews and things where it, it is just a separate kind of movie. It's not a, it's not a Jackass movie. It's, it's about the making of it. It's about kind of setting some of those stunts up and things that like, yeah, they're like, yeah, we never even showed you clips of this because it just didn't work, but you know, it's all committed to film. So here it is. Um, it was really enjoyable because I liked, I liked the new Jackass forever. So it was kind of fun to, to get some of that, that extra. Does it sometimes feel like, um, Oh, that was cut for a reason. And I didn't really enjoy watching it. Um, there, I mean, there's things about Jackass that I, I liked more when I was younger versus now and things that I thought think work in the new movies uh, more so than others. And um, there's definitely a couple of things where I was like uncomfortable and I was kind of like, there's already parts in the movie where I'm like, Oh God. And so I'm, I'm happy if there's something else that way that hit the cutting room floor. And I'm like, all right, content for 4.5. Glad it wasn't any theatrical release, you know, made for a better flow for the movie. So Mm -hmm. Um, nothing that super like, jumps out of my head really i would say like my general thing and i think i mentioned already is that i don't really love the pranks where if they're hurting themselves or just making fools of themselves more so that's fine with me or like a big ramp stunt where it's like relatively uh safe but like the stuff where they're in public and they're kind of getting reactions from everyone else i'm not as keen on i kind of like where it's like their group are hanging out and doing shit so that's just me mm-hmm. um rewatched it'd been a long, long time, uh, Top Gun in preparation for the new one. Mm. Um, enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely of its time. Um, Val Kilmer is such a great kind of, he's not even in it as much as you, you might, might think, think but yeah. like he is like a great, like he's like the hotshot dude, but he's like backing it up. He's, he's completely like Tom Cruise is the one who's like arrogant and putting people in danger with his recklessness. So I like that he's not just like a bad guy. He's just kind of like, he's got, I've got all this bravado, but he's got a re- good reason. Cause he's also, he's like probably one of the best, um, but I enjoyed it. And I thought it was fun to revisit, especially leading up to the new one. Um, I've been hearing so many good things about Top Gun Maverick that like, I've never seen Top Gun. Like you I've should watch seen- Top Gun and then watch Top Gun Maverick because I'll, I'll get to it after this next movie, but uh, it's maybe the, the best legacy sequel I've ever seen. You, you um, gotta watch them both soon, though, because Democrats are coming for them. Oh no! Trying to get rid of Top Guns, yeah, mm-hmm. because they're using too much. the The fuel's too expensive because of uh, mm-hmm. Biden's agenda. Because Biden turned the dial on his the jet fuel's task. too expensive. It's like try and fly the planes now, Jack. Um, I went and saw Men. Uh, which, the new, which Men? Uh, usually a couple of ones sitting by themselves in the theater. Um, how many, how, from... how many men, how many, many, many men, so many <laughs> men, um, uh, the new Alex Garland movie. Um, I think I liked 
I liked like the first third to half a lot. And then I think I liked the movie less as it goes on from there. Um, it is something that will definitely will feel more like personal and speak to the interactions that women have with men more than it would does to me. Not that I can't like recognize that kind of behavior. You thought but, they were being too vilified in the movie. Wait. Yeah. Lay off them. <laughs> um, it's just like, it, it's even just like it's big things. And then it's like little tiny micro things where it's like, even, oh, yeah. even, a, even yeah. a little thing that happened. Yeah, and, and most right, of it's a little micro thing. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Exactly. I know but, uh, about. but it is like things like that where it's like, I imagine for some folks watching, it's not, it's meant to be uncomfortable because it's like a kind of a creepy horror movie, but it's also uncomfortable in like a not fun way for, uh, I imagine for some right. viewers. Um, I don't know that either you would need to rush out to see it or if you'll ever watch it. Um, not my favorite Alex Garland related project. Uh, that's probably still 20 days later. Didn't direct that, but he did uh, write that. Um, but it, it was doing some big, crazy stuff. It, it, by the end, it's, it's absolutely wild. You would probably never guess where it goes. Um, but I, I will maintain that I think that first third to half is a great setup and has some really good creepiness without going too wild and crazy. And then kind of, kind of drops off a bit for me after that. Um, it sounds like any relationship with men. If you ask me, Oh, hell yeah. Swish. Our partners are fucked. <laughs> um, Top Gun Maverick was the next movie I watched. Uh, saw that in IMAX. I don't think it was a true IMAX. I got a refund <laughs> after watching the full thing. Um, it was a, it, I loved it. It was great. Uh, I, you, you should, if you haven't seen Top Gun, see it or rewatch it. If it's been a while, then go see this. It's how you do it. I hope every other legacy sequel takes notes. It's, it's not even just Easter. It's calling back to and referencing and, or using songs from the original, sometimes not even as much. They played like Danger Zone three or four times in the first one. Did they play like a one, slowed down, like, yeah, Danger Zone two. The... There's like the creepy part where Tom Cruise is in like a haunted house and it is playing like the, yeah, like the Danger Zone in the, like the, 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 the kids choir version. Tom, yeah, Tom, I was going to say a Tom Waits <laughs> version, but kids choir is very funny. <laughs> Danger Zone. Um, it's so good. Uh, I don't want to give anything away about it. Uh, I'm not a big Miles Teller's guy, uh, Miles Teller guy. He's been, he's been all right in some roles, but he's kind of a, kind of a, got a big head about himself. Um, but he thought he was good and you better believe he's not the actual star. That's Tom Cruise. That's right, baby. Um, uh, did you mean to say Jennifer Connelly? I mean, she is amazing. And I realized she is referent. She is a reference in the first movie. Like in, in the first movie, someone says like, ah, oh, Tom Cruise, you're always taking home all these beautiful women. And I remember that one Admiral's daughter. And he's like, all right, all right, stop telling stories. And like, that is who she is. So there is an established, like they haven't seen each other for years, but they did have a thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she is, she is looking, she's looking bomb. Uh, Andrew, what was the, uh, oh, what was the, the tweet? tweet? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh people oh, are saying Top, top, top Gun is uh, propaganda. It's like a propaganda at Jennifer Connelly in this movie. <laughs> Um, hey, it's a hey, it's a visual treat. I'll say the movie. Uh, we're um, gonna we're gonna add you to the movie men, and it's re released <laughs> men four point five. Just Robert talking about Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. yeah, watch this movie with me. Um, I watched Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. I had never seen Nights. Uh, I had seen Noon years and years ago. How did how did you feel seeing the uh, lovable scamp running around in uh, Shanghai? Nights was the sequel, 
right? Which scamp are we talking uh, about? Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, number two really leans. They do like a few cheeky things like that in the first uh, movie, but number two really leans into like, and this person grew up to be this famous person. Yeah. Um, so funny. Uh, it, just not as fun as the first one. Like the first one, it's fish out of water for Jackie Chan. In the second one, they're both fish out of wonder, water in London. And it's just not as in a cool of an environment to me. Um, no Lucy Liu. Yeah. Little finger from game of Thrones is like the bad guy. And, uh, but so is, um, Oh fuck. Who's cheer at Imway? Uh, who's Eep man. Oh, Johnny Yang. Is that, I, is that his name? Donnie. Yen. Donnie. Yen. Donnie. Donnie. Yen. Yes. Donnie he's, in Yen. It. he's in it too, but he's the one who's like, who's like four, four times the Charlie. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie Yang. Yang. Ch- yeah. I think it was Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> um, uh, they're both in it as bad guys. Uh, the thing that bummed me out in the first one is that Lucy Liu is in it and she's like the princess that is like taken over, uh, taken to America. And then turns out she's like being, you know, she's being kidnapped. I wish there was like a scene where as a palace guard, Jackie Chan had like taught her some moves. And she because like she's, somebody's ass. Cause she's not allowed to do any, like she's yeah. just the princess. And I think she like, you know, should throw something at someone or does, you know, get someone out of harm's way, but not, it just feels like I know that she can do all this awesome stuff. And I'm kind of annoyed that they didn't give her anything yeah. like that. But, Maybe she requested it. She's like, I'm tired of these yeah, things. I, <laughs> I need, I need a break. I just did Charlie's I need, angels. I need a break with a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting this one out. Um, so saw those uh, after the uh, passing of Ray Liotta, I watched Goodfellas. Oh, that's right. Again, um, it's just an untouchable film. It's so great. And he puts in a tremendous performance. Uh, probably his best work outside of Field of Dreams for me, maybe. Um, and I believe a lot of them are rewatches, not new movies. But I think that was my hundredth movie I watched this year was Goodfellas. Wow. Um, Jeez. then watched, uh, that, yeah, no wonder it's your hundred. Yeah, this is gonna, your hundredth. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I, sorry. That, I had my hundred this week. Yeah. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, watch that again. Uh, just because why did I watch that? I don't know. I think I was just in the mood for like, I only have a handful of Blu-rays and that's one of them. So I wanted to watch like, that. I've only got three and a half hours to watch <laughs> Brad Pitt driving. I'm going to do this. Um, that was great. Uh, big one. I, I texted you guys about it. RRR, which is on Netflix, which is a um, uh, an Indian film. Um, I don't want to say too much about it, but it's that's a long one too. But it's uh, there's singing and dancing. There's incredible CG action. The CG animals don't look very good, but uh, and some of the CG is kind of you know spotting away. But I I'm kind of forgiving because it's just like there's clearly like this huge vision behind it. And if they have, if the CG looks a little wonky for them to pull off what they wanted to be on screen, like it works for me. I know that they're not swinging on a bridge and there's like a train exploding, but like I can forgive all that because they've, they've just committed it to the screen in that way. And um, I don't know if you guys watched it, but I sent you guys a dance off scene. That's uh, pretty incredible. I was going to watch, I'm going to watch the movie first before I watch. Okay. That's understandable. More context. Um, and then was on at a bar. So I finished up later when I got home, uh, Mars attacks. I haven't seen that one in a while. I feel like that's one I should go back and rewatch. It's fun. There's some, I think like Jack Nicholson plays two or three roles in it. Um, and, and isn't his head grafted onto a, a chihuahua body at some point? No, you're thinking of, uh, 
uh freaking samantha or not samantha um sex in the city uh oh. johnny yang <laughs> Uh, we'll Sarah there. Jessica we'll Parker. Sarah Jessica oh, yeah. Parker, I believe, yeah. has the, the her head on a chihuahua's body and vice versa. Her chihuahua gets her body. Um, yeah, it's just like a really weird one. Maybe one of the best movies based on a series of cards. Mm-hmm. Is what I'll say. Um, and that's, you know what? That's all I've seen for movies. Wow. Short one this week. Max, what about you? <laughs> uh, I wanted to say I haven't watched anything. Uh but Brittany runs a marathon. I rewatched. Uh, I thought that was good again the second time, although maybe it jumped out more this time because it's kind of a touching movie. Mm-hmm. But she's also quite a bit, of a bit of an asshole and like in ways that don't really get redeemed but get forgotten or forgiven. So that was kind of weird watching it again the second time. But um, uh, yeah, it's a good one. It's touching, but it's also a little flawed. Uh, I rewatched Ghostbusters Afterlife. I still enjoy that one. I think that they did a good job with that. Uh, although, again, Egon was kind of a bastard for no reason. Um, <laughs> it's kind, kind of especially cruel because he had no say in it. <laughs> but Harold, Harold, Harold Ramis didn't. Well, no, we have to assume that was his wishes. Yeah. Make me can't. kind of a bastard. <laughs> for no reason, too. Just like... Make, make me, me make me the most logical character not explain to my friends why I had to disappear and yeah, stand and silent as a silent guardian. Completely ignore my family when I could easily be doing the work I'm doing I, with a phone call. I also think that like the stuff before the very ending with the reveal is like kind of like fun, like the, the mm-hmm. light moves and the paper, like without having any actual effect on the screen, there, there was that fun kind of idea of of his of the presence i liked that. i wasn't but sure the, i wasn't sure when i was watching the movie so i was really glad that at the end of the movie when they show his apparition that i know okay it was harold ramus the whole time because it's so like is it him i just you know like i wasn't sure it's it's also a little bit weird i don't know what death means in the ghostbusters world because like uh like harold ramus came back and he could do pretty much anything he could have done in life like he can in it's like in the first ghostbusters it's like ghosts are like just weird like creatures from another dimension and they're just sometimes they eat hot dogs and sometimes they take over cabs and and drive you down the street too fast in the second one they've got the running ghosts and stuff and it's like oh and the scolari brothers and you're like okay so like you can die and like still be a ghost and like sometimes you become like a monstrous ghost if you're a bad person and in the third one it's like you might just be you maybe were a good person but you're just stuck in this hell in between worlds where you have to move lights and stuff yeah but like how does he have that much power too like he really didn't need to get his uh granddaughter involved in it at all because he he was able to move lights he was able to move chairs he could have like Mm -hmm. pretty much done everything he could have done the upkeep of his like proton pack trap of the like pit from beyond the grave yeah like unless like as a ghost he couldn't get close enough to manipulate it because it's sort of I don't know. Oh, like if you turned it on, you would get sucked into it or something like that. I don't get trapped. Yeah, who knows? But uh, other than those like little nitpicky things, overall it's fun. I think they they got some good actors and they had chemistry. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mom is fun. The kid is fun. Uh, Even the Stranger Things kid is fun. Like it was good. Podcast is a dumb name. Yes, (laughs) for a character. But other than that, uh, it's a pretty fun movie. 
Uh, I also saw Lost City with Channing, oh, yeah. Channing Tatum and um, Sandy Bullock. Sandy. Sandy Bullock. Sandy B. And uh, Harry Potter was was in it as well. I love um, that uh, the press junket for him was basically like uh, like Weird Al made the joke that his press junket for Lost City is basically everybody asking him about the Weird Al movie. So he got <laughs> yeah. like free like a free publicity tour from <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe because everybody's like tell us about this weird Al movie. So like he got like a free pub tour because people were just like, you got to tell me about this weird Al movie, dude. And he's just like, Oh, I'm, you know, he's like so happy to talk about it, but he, he seems like he might be a fun guy. And I think, I think he, he is, did a yeah. great job in this movie. Also Brad Pitt in mm-hmm. it. Have you guys seen it? I, not yet. No, not yet. Oh yeah. I, I have my predictions about Brad Pitt's role, but I'll keep it to myself. Cause I have, a, I, I think I'm right, but we'll, when i watch it i think i'm okay. right <laughs> i think i'm right we'll see we'll see uh what you think um but yeah i thought that was a, a fun movie uh definitely recommend um instant classic i don't know uh <laughs> whoa wow <laughs> but it's good it's fun mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was you heard of your I thought folks it was enjoyable i feel like lost uh, city not shitty <laughs> it's one that i would go back to and, and watch again um Oh yeah, then Chippendale. So uh, I thought, much like you did, that it, it was um, a, a good movie, although flawed. Uh, it was fun. I I enjoyed most of the references. Uh, I thought, like maybe Seth Rogen was a little much in it uh, at times, but still good. I I think I enjoyed most of it. A part a part that the internet didn't enjoy that I actually thought was kind of funny was when he runs into. Can I say a minor spoiler? Sure. He, they're like running through a Comic-Con and he like crashes into some people and Seth Rogen's character is sort of like the Beowulf kind of character where like the CG is a little funky and fuzzy and he's never like staring at you the right way. He runs into some people and then it's the live action to uh, Pumbaa from Lion King, Mantis from uh, Kung Fu Panda and Bob the Blob from Monsters vs. Aliens. Uh-huh. And they're all like, you look weird. <laughs> and they all like, they're all three doing like the Seth Rogen laugh at him. Uh-huh. Um, again, I'm, some people were like, I think some people on Twitter were like, kill me now. This is the worst thing that, you know, cinema shouldn't exist anymore. And I was like, eh, I thought it was kind of funny. I think that's pretty funny. That sounds pretty funny. Yeah. I had a, I had a chuckle at that. Um, there were a lot of things that got a little chuckle out of me in, in this movie. Uh, and I like the way that they they mixed mediums where they had some people yeah. made out of clay. They had yeah, some yeah, yeah. Like that was fun. Kind of hand animated, and then some uh, in three D, and then some human beings walking around. I like yeah, yeah, it's like it the cool. stuff was in there the the right art style. Assuming a character didn't like get CG surgery or whatever, so like you did have like an anime ish character looked how they're supposed to versus Chip and Dale versus uh, someone who's like more two D. And yeah, and I enjoyed that. And then it was pretty funny when they're like over at, I think it was at uh, Monterey Jack's house and they like look outside the window and it's just a huge face. And it turns out, you know, they're in like a tiny little mouse apartment and, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, like, that's just a normal sized human outside the front. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that they did a good job. I think it's weird. Like you said that uh, it's like John Mulaney and Andy Samberg doing the voices and they just like, every once in a while we'll put on the same sounds that they did when they were acting as, as Chippendale, the voices. Yeah. They get like high pitched and yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
I also think it's weird that they kind of ignore the fact that Chip and Dale exist outside of Rescue Rangers. Like, mm-hmm. like nothing of the regular Chip and Dale's from Chip and Dale from Disney uh, ever comes up at any point. But it was fun. I thought it was a a, a good movie. Um, yeah, I recommend it. it. It's fun to check out. Two hours, go for it. And that's all I've seen. Okay. I also saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. I rewatched it. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's like a very fun rewatch. Uh, my wife had not seen it before, so it was the first time she saw it, and she thought it was fun. Um, she's not a huge, like, devotee to Ghostbusters, so, like, none of the, you know, I don't think she was bothered by anything, you know, in terms of the characterization of Egon or anything like that. I think she just enjoyed the movie for what it was, but... Yeah, I think it's really fun too. I everything you said. Like I think the new characters are fun. Like the way, you know, I think like Robert, you said Top Gun is kind of the gold standard for legacy sequels. I think this is a good legacy sequel too. Like it's mm-hmm. other than there's a few times, you know, like um the the sheriff who's like, Who are you gonna call? You know, like there's not a ton of stuff like that in the movie where it's just like, you know, wink, wink, see that fans. We're catering specific you know, like Obviously, it's a legacy sequel, so they're going to do some stuff like that, but it wasn't a ton of, like, you know, I'm going to name you Han Solo, like that sort of <laughs> shit, so. It's me, the grandson of, of Walter Peck, the EPA guy right. who hated you. <laughs> My grandfather was a real jerk. And, uh, yeah, know, like, and I'll prove that I'm not dickless, and then, like, whips it out. <laughs> oh, my God. And then all, whoa. Weird that it's all. going to tra- trap that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Weird that it's a bunch of kids who are the main characters of this movie, and this <laughs> man whipped out his huge hog. He's also like a lot older than them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, Weird ending. I really I enjoyed it quite a bit. So I think it helps that it stands uh, as a good movie on its own, not yeah. as like a sequel to it. That like they do a good job of just making it, you know, kids going through that growing up phase mm-hmm. and like you know having a wild time driving cars. Paul Rudd even says like you don't remember the thing that happened in the eighties, Ghostbusters, and it's like yeah, that's for all the new watchers who never even saw it. <laughs> It's like a, a huge thing, like Gen Z, pay attention, eh, eh, on screen. Um, and then Robert, they're like, wait, they're like Ghostbusters, they're like the, with all the women. They're like, he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You mean the first movie that uses the Ghost Core uh, tag? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's like, can we cut? Can we cut? <laughs> all and then just and all left in the movie. And then just like you can see in the back of the ground, like Paul Feig just handing off money to the to <laughs> Jason Reitman. Um, sure, and, and Jason then, Schwartzman, and Jason Schwartzman, um, and then Robert. Much like you, I watched a Jackie Chan '90s classic, Rush Hour. Oh baby, um, I you know there's like um, how do I put this nicely? There's some really outdated jokes in that movie, and <laughs> a lot of outdated material. But man, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker have like undeniable chemistry in that movie. Yes. They are so funny together and just like you know like there's a scene where they're like jackie chan like falls into the floor of like a thing and chris tucker comes running at him and they both fall through and he's like man how come you didn't tell me that thing was like he's like i tried to tell you he's like what do you mean i said stop he's like man i don't know what you'd be saying like it's just like <laughs> there's just which so... could have been ad lib it's like the way they interact sometimes it's right they're just so fun together. So it was fun to watch that movie, even though, like I said, there's some super outdated stuff, you know, like 
I don't know. The kind of stuff where, like, J- when Jackie Chan speaks English for the first time, like, a gong goes off in the background, and, like... Oh, God, I don't remember that. There's just some... There's just some wild... Also, I mean, yeah, he gets into trouble in the bar, but... Yes. I-, yeah. I did watch... It was the TV version, so he just goes, Oh. What's up, my... And he goes, What did you say? He goes, And the butter goes, like, Well, you didn't say anything wrong, Yeah. So enjoy your <laughs> yeah. beer, sir. No misunderstanding here. Let's move on. And it just says scene missing, and then it cuts to the next scene. It's weird because they definitely edit Chris Tucker saying Negro. And like, if that's the case, I don't know why they didn't edit Jackie Chan to say that. And so it would still be like, don't say that Jackie. Right. But like situation, the whole thing is that Chris Tucker says, follow my, or do what I do or, you know, whatever. And he says the exact same thing. So he says the same thing. So it would make more sense for him to say the word Negro. And it still would be offensive for this guy to just walk up and say, Hey, what's up? My Mm -hmm. Negro. Um, but they no, we should edit the TV version. You know what? You're right. <laughs> AMC, give us a call. So even though, like I said, there's some problematic stuff in it, still a fun watch. But now let's talk about some TV shows. <laughs> TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Robert? TV shows. Uh, I don't think I had seen... Uh, since the last time we recorded um, and talked about uh, Love, Death, and Robots Season 3. Watched that. Enjoyed it. Uh, There's always, you know, some that I think are way better than others. Um, Some really, like, trippy ones. There's one I really like, and I'm trying to, I kind of want to try and find the name or pull up the name of it. Um, But it's um, got this, like, dancing robot woman. It's the last episode. It's called Jibaro, J-I-B-A-R-O. Um, and it's like this woman that can almost like a siren, like call you into the water and all these knights are coming through the woods and like, she's like pulling them to the water and they like can't control themselves are coming towards her. They're like attacking each other and themselves and like the water's like becoming red with their blood and they all get, you know, like sunk, sink and die in their armor. But one of the knights is deaf and can't hear her. And it goes on from there. It's one of the longer shorts, um, but it's got it's got this very interesting, almost. Uh, I wonder if, if if you were sort of motion sick, it might be a kind of too much because it's got this very like frantic camera work at times, and like shots that just it's it's really impressive looking the way that it looks like handy cam or like a, a ca- kind of like a camera angle that I haven't seen like uh, generated like like that before. Um, but uh yeah i found that really interesting and um uh yeah there's more than a few shorts that i think are really good too uh the very pulse of the machine is one um bad traveling is another that might be the longest short at 21 minutes but it's um it's one of the animators that's done a short in the last the last couple ones i think so and it's got a um uh what's the what's the game where you're like a spectral thief and it's sort of like a London environment and you can like, you can like assassinate people and like teleport. Um, everyone's and they're people dishonored. dishonored. Yes. It kind of, the people look like dishonored people where they're kind of like mm. drawn out and kind of like look a little unrealistic, but I, I like the style. Um, oh shoot. I was started to play one. Um, oh, another great one. It's only seven minutes long. It's called night of the mini dead. And it's um, it looks like tilt shift photography, where if you take a picture mm-hmm. of like a city, it kind of looks like miniatures the way the camera is focused. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like the start of and the entirety of a zombie outbreak, all from like a tilt shift angle. So like little people like like yelling and like you see like a little ambulance drive and blow up and zombies overtake it and like all pour out of a 
hospital and like the uh, the government trying to nuke them and stuff like that. It's really good and it's it's super short. So that's definitely one worth checking out as well. Um, fun, a fun season. I hope they kind of keep that show going because I, I like all the little vignette style stuff. Um, nice. I've been meaning to watch that one. It's it's definitely worth checking out. How you can, it, you know. And it, it holds up to like, how does it compare to the other ones? Do you feel like this one was like a strong one or? Yeah, or? I think this is a pretty strong one. I think there's like some that just didn't vibe with me as much, but I don't think there's anything I outright hated. There's like, there, there's one or two that are like pretty surface level. Like one is like these commandos going after this like cybernetic bear and it's like pretty like basic. It's just, it just, it's exactly what it is. The animation didn't blow me away and, and you know, it's fine. So, um, but yeah, I don't think any, any total duds. Um, watched Obi-Wan Kenobi. We'll probably talk about it on a mini. Uh, so I won't say too much, but uh, we'll get to that. I've been watching that. Um, also rewatched the Star Wars Clone Wars, the Gendy Tartakovsky version, which is labeled as Star Wars Vintage on Disney Plus, despite the fact that it is what that's 15, like twenty years that's old. Like twenty. That's the two thousand three Cartoon Network one, right? I believe so. Yes, okay. with Shaggy. Um, Shaggy, <laughs> yeah, and like Dirge, that bounty hunter who like is oh, yeah. like made up of like worms and stuff. He's so badass. I loved it. Um, yeah, it's just like a fun, fun series. Uh, and then I watched all of Stranger Things season four, part one, uh, which I enjoyed. Is this really just a part one? So it's seven episodes in part one and two episodes in part two. Oh, but those are both like two hours. They're both like an hour and a half and then like two hours, I think. So it's, it's weird, like amount of episodes that like they did seven and then they're going to do two in July, but lengthwise, it's going to be you know, a good amount of content. And this is the penultimate season. There will be a season five. So um, yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. It's been memed a bunch. I do agree with some folks online though, that Netflix, especially since they're not doing so hot right now mm-hmm. and they're, you know, doing all these things like, oh, we're going to make people pay more and we're going to shut out people using passwords on each other's, you know, computers and stuff. Uh, I think this would have benefited from dropping weekly. Yeah. Or put out the first two eps and then weekly after that, or two episodes every week. Like, I feel like they lost all the conversation and stuff about it. I feel like it, it's, I feel I'm seeing memes about it and there's some like good stuff in there, but I feel like it would have kept the momentum up so much more into July if they had that, had them dropping kind of like that. That Kate Bush song apparently has been listened to like 9,900. And people were keeping that more. and were like, you're telling me that people are now hearing this Kate Bush song from Stranger Things. It's like, who fucking cares how they f- listen to it? Yeah. Who cares how they found it? Isn't that good? It's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scene is crazy. This is definitely like, like darker. It feels like to me too. Not that like they don't all have like monsters in a horrible hell world beneath us, but this one's got some fucked up shit. People's bones breaking into a million directions and eyes getting yeah. squirted out. <laughs> it's it, wild. It, it, it feels pretty weird pretty different uh i one. just feel like they had a hand to ramp up the the craziness and there's like a, an appropriately creepy villain which is really awesome is almost all practical effects they added some cg onto it for their like there's like these tentacle like things that look like they're like moving but you can look up photos it's just like that whole suit is real and then like they just add an effect on it yeah. later um it, it comes across to me as very cg mm. um and I, I feel like despite the fact that they're ramping it up, it also is like, and I haven't watched all of it yet, 
but some of it feels more generic where it's just like i'm hunting your nightmares i'm a i'm a guy that looks like swamp thing and they've always drawn from everything so yeah yeah swamp thing for sure they've drawn from so many things where it's like just kind of like they're unashamed of being like yeah this is like freddy krueger it's like he attacks people in their dreams and stuff it's like yeah you didn't really change it a ton yeah you're right um but they've, they've done that in every season and kind of, you know, done things like that. Um, yeah. But, I, but I, I like it overall. I hope you like it when, when you finish it, Max. Yeah, I'm um, still enjoying it. I'm, I, I'm really into it. I think they're doing a I good job. I think there's things they could have streamlined or cut down. Um, I'll be vague, but like there's like a whole kind of like Russian storyline that I think they could have like pared down, especially like there's a thing that happens where like the a character winds up kind of back where they were at the start. And I was like, why didn't? why didn't they just like cut out that whole section then? if he's just going to be back in the Russia place, like why not have it start there? I don't know. It's, and the episodes are all pretty long. I think they're all over an hour. That's what mm-hmm. I was, I was going to ask you that because like I haven't started it yet, but I think like a lot of the discourse that I've seen about this season is the length of the episodes. And I almost wonder because as you said, maybe they would have benefited from a weekly release. I wonder if people mm-hmm. would be less upset about the length of the episodes if they were coming out weekly because I do feel like people see totally you know, they that, that photo of like the run times of the episodes where it's like mm-hmm. episode one is you know over an hour and like every episode is over an hour and some are closer to an hour and a half and then you said the last one is two hours I think people saw them they're like Jesus like they and the, because they dropped all at once it feels like much more yeah. of a chore even though you can watch them weekly if you want to like it, mm-hmm. you know nothing's stopping you from doing that yeah. But I think them dropping all at once and having But it's like, like if they're already out, then you're like, oh, we just finished and look at that cliffhanger. And you're like, oh, might as well go to the next episode. Right. Like, I, I'm looking up now. The shortest episode is 64 minutes. Longest episode, the seventh episode, 98 minutes. Dang. That is. So, I mean, and, and, but I think you're right, Andrew. It's like if you finished a really good 98 minute weekly episode, you'd, you'd still probably be like, I, I want more. When's the next right. episode come out? But because you're looking at the list of like, well, I have seven and a half more hours of this sh- of this part of the season to watch. Like yeah. it just seems different. I I just I do believe that that would have helped them a lot. Because look at you, you'd be eating into Miss Marvel, which comes out on Friday. Mm-hmm. You as of this record, you'd be eating into uh, the Obi Wan show as well. Is Miss Marvel Ms. coming out this Ms. Friday? Miss Marvel's out that early. I think so. I believe so. I think I do remember that it was coming out during Andrew. Obi-Wan, edit what and I, I said. What really date believe. I said? In case I'm <laughs> put in the right. Uh, but no, I just think that like strategically, it feels like that would have been the move. You you would have people tuning into Obi Wan. You'd have people tuning into the new Marvel show. But you would every week you'd have this another this new Stranger Things dropping, and and people hyping it up and memeing it and talking about it and discourse and what happens in the next episode and yeah. I also see from the the standpoint of like. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think it, it just feels weird. I hope it, the payoff is big at the, in these last two episodes because I, I, I ultimately like where it's going. But I like the big drop. I like being able to decide my own uh, speed of watching things. Sure, sure. I, it's, I, I it's, like uh, not necessarily having to wait a week for it. It's on. It comes out the day before this episode drops. It comes out on Wednesday. Miss Marvel? Yeah, the first episode of Ms. Oh, it's Marvel. Oh, it's a Wednesday show. June I thought 8th, it was a yeah. Friday. June it's a Wednesday show and Obi Wan's a Wednesday show. Yeah, does Disney know what they're doing to me right now? <laughs> Those that jerks. Uh, I'm sorry, but did you you mean this Wednesday though? Yes. Like wow. Yeah. So two, we're a couple days away. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh. Sorry, I got off things. Uh, that Stranger Things. I think that was my last uh, last TV show I've seen. Sorry. Yeah. Better uh, be sorry. Max, what about you? Uh, I watched the Essex Serpent. 
which I don't think I finished now that I <laughs> now that I mentioned it. I think uh, yeah, uh, still up in the air what the serpent is all about. Uh, but this is a a uh, period piece and it's got uh tom hiddleston and claire danes in it and they're trying to uh solve the mystery of basically like a a serpent that showed up in a town and uh but it's like loch ness a lot of people don't believe it a lot of people trying to explain what it could be she thinks it's a dinosaur that survived uh and then he thinks that it definitely doesn't exist but people are dying so it's a whole mystery around that uh, I think it's been pretty fun. Here's uh, a, a review, a summary from Jenny's mom. She said, uh, I'd take Tom Hiddleston, but leave the serpent at home. <laughs> Not for me, please. Yeah, for Hiddleston, me, I say release that yeah. serpent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I like it. Tom Hiddleston is fun. Claire Danes is fun. Uh, good stuff. There are a couple... Uh, yeah, there's there's some characters that I, I'm I'm less inclined to be into, uh, but I think they're they're written that way, so it's all on purpose. Um, I also watched more of Barry, which I continue to think is a fantastic show mm-hmm. that uh, more people should be watching. If they're not, uh, it's weird the the way that it bounces between like being completely serious and taking itself seriously and being a, a total joke is uh pretty impressive the the way that they nail both like it it never really falls flat even when oh my gosh one episode had the dumbest joke about someone having a lot of dogs but like i loved it um i don't see what's so funny what's so funny about that <laughs> I don't, I don't want to spoil it. And it's also not really funny. I laughed so hard because of how not funny it was. Mm-hmm. How like how ridiculous their setup was for this joke. And how they, they just, oh my gosh. I, I guess I'll just say it. So like uh, <laughs> one of the characters is running away from a dog that's coming out. He's, so he's like running through backyards trying to escape someone. And then a dog starts running at him. And then like two more dogs come around the corner and then another dog, right? And uh, like they show this the scene from inside the house, uh, like uh, two women are at the table talking to each other, and you can see all of the commotion happen in, in the background. Right, right. You see him like getting shocked, and then he runs away. This dog comes and attacks him, and then you see another dog and another dog and another dog come out, uh, and it keeps going. There's like twelve dogs total, or something like that. And the women are having a conversation. They're saying, you know, like I just don't think uh that we can go on like this anymore like we've we've we're splitting apart there's like i just can't take it anymore and she's like i don't know what you mean we've been like dating for five years and now you're all of a sudden just gonna up and leave me like what's the problem and she just says you have too many dogs and the woman says who you that's the joke that she has too many dogs <laughs> wow fit. oh, wow. oh dogs. no and and it even passes the bechdel test so i like that <laughs> is it talking about not male dogs uh, max no no <laughs> um yeah but barry's great uh the only other thing i've seen is stranger things and we kind of talked about that already cool uh but i enjoy it good music good fun um yeah good check it maybe, out maybe miss the roller rink yeah 
Yeah, it did. And uh, all the classic pranks we'd play on each other there. Yeah, that scene was so. It was like, is this play? Is this something that happens every Friday? Yep. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just like, all right, get ready. It's time for the it's milkshake roller prank, prank time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody, grab your pranksters. <clears throat> uh, that's that's all you've seen. Yeah, that's it. How about All you, right. Andrew? Uh, just keeping up with Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Still enjoying that. Anson Mount is quite a hunk. We can also talk about something he did maybe in the main review, Mr. Mount. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. The last episode was a little too... It was a little too silly for me. It was like Spock and his girlfriend like accidentally switched bodies and it was like an intentionally very silly episode. And like, I don't mind when Star Trek gets silly, but it felt a little early in the run of this show to be like this silly. So like, I didn't really love the last episode, but so far I've been really enjoying this season. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think I said my piece about it in a previous episode. I think it's a very good new Star Trek. Um, Sweet. And other than that, like... A bunch of shows are going on their uh, summer break, but like This Is Us, which is a TV show me and my wife watched, uh, had its final episode ever, and it finished its run, and I thought it was a pretty satisfying last season, even though it was another season of the show that was stricken by COVID regulations. Mm. Um, Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, all, all things considered. Excuse me. Nice. But guys, let's talk about the movie we're here to talk about. Of course, we're talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That musical cue was a suggestion from Max. (laughs) Yeah, I <laughs> listened to it on the ride home. Uh, uh, and I, I thought it fit the movie pretty well, honestly. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Before we get into plot stuff, would you guys recommend people go to the movie theater to see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Because it's going to be streaming on June 22nd, I would say you can wait if you want to, but also it's fun on the big screen. I agree with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I think it is pretty cool seeing it on the big screen, but definitely not necessary. Stay home if you want to. Yeah. Uh, it'll be fun at home too. It's a lot of good stuff in yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's visually, I mean, visually, I think it's, it's biggest strengths are it's visuals. So like if you are one of those people that gets a lot out of seeing these things on the big screen, then I would say, yeah, uh, see it if you can. It's also like, it's so late in the run that you can probably see it with like, maybe max like two other people in the movie theater if you want to yeah. maybe so, max and two other people yeah yeah um i'll be there so yeah i think like if you if you have been waiting and you must see it in theaters this is probably a good time to see it but you can also wait until it comes out in disney plus um yeah i'd say people should go see it but i would i'm a little more tepid on it than i think i thought it was going to be Ooh, all right but that's just, maybe that's just me. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, before we get into total, like completely breaking down the plot, 
I would like to get out of the way that there is a lot of discourse about this movie that I think a lot of fans were not pleased with this movie. And when I was walking out of the movie theater, I ended, I, I like the movie. I'll say that right up top. I like the movie, but I saw where I thought people would be really disappointed with this movie. And I think what people were looking for in this movie was a nexus point for all these multiverse movies. So including like Loki and Spider-Man No Way Home. Like I think this, I think a lot of fans were expecting this to be the movie where like all these things, everything that, you know, all the stuff that got set up in Loki, stuff that got set up in WandaVision, uh, stuff that happened in No Way Home, that this movie would address all that stuff. And what this movie ends up being is a sequel to Doctor Strange in uh, Endgame and WandaVision, and that's it. And I think people are expecting more from the universe at large. Hmm. When, when I, it's weird because like I I have heard more negatives about this movie than I expected after seeing it, um, and the way that I felt was this is the movie that everyone's been complaining that the MCU hasn't made like people who want something uh, that feels different than other um, MCU movies. And that's willing to go a little darker. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel like it did both of those things very well. Yeah. And, uh, and so I expected people to love it because people have just been like, for, for so long, every single Marvel movie that comes out, I liked it, but it's just another Marvel movie. It just, you know, it's the same thing. It's just setting up the next movie and it's this or that. Like this one didn't really, to me, feel like that. This was a Sam Raimi movie. Like I think like, yeah, yeah this is yeah, more than an MCU movie. Yeah. My, yeah, my, my hot take is that like people are like, well, it's, it's like a little bit of Sam Raimi in like a, in like a boilerplate Marvel. I, st I think it's, I think it's, uh, treading that much better than some of the other movies where it feels like Raimi throughout there's transitions and shots and references and yeah, the little darker parts. Also like, I also think people are like, uh, do pe people who like Marvel, do they have baby brain? Like this isn't scary or like gory. Uh, okay. Calm down. <laughs> it's like, no, but it's also like a little grosser and creepier than like most Marvel movies. So yeah. yeah like, it's if you're if you're used to the fairly sanitized violence of some of the other Marvel films, I feel like this has some weird, creepy stuff. I'm not saying like you're going to be up with nightmares or that it's going to change your freaking life like The Exorcist did in the 70s for everyone or something. But it's got some good Raimi grossness. I like it. Yeah, it's and also, you, uh, you know, like people, I think we're expecting Evil Dead 1 when they hear Sam Raimi. But Sam Raimi also made Army of Darkness, which is I was going to say, it's more movie. Army of Darkness than Evil Dead 1. Yeah, yeah for sure. But like um, they they really allowed I'm frankly shocked how far uh Marvel allowed uh Scarlet Witch to go. Like the fact that she's the the villain. Like not the, even like that, that I think is the bigger the cooler thing to me is that they took someone who like did some messed up stuff in WandaVision and were like, Okay, well, this is tough because she's now like she was already sort of like this wild card because in uh civil war because she you know blew up this building by accident and they're like hey we just realized like all these powers are too crazy you can't control you guys then you have wandavision where like her she has like a kind of a psychic break and hurts and you know and captures all these people 
And the fact that they like rolled with it and were like, no, she becomes so obsessed. Like the dark old fucks her up so bad. She is the villain. Mm-hmm. Like one of our, one of our marketed heroes you buy an action by action figures for right. is the villain in the movie. I like and, that. And then have her like confirmed killing hundreds of people. <laughs> hundreds. And then like, and then like having like just, they say, yes, those, those people are dead. They were alive. Now yeah. they're dead now. And then never reversing that. Like their bodies are on the ground and she's pushing them around with like, you know, spells and stuff. Well, there is the cut scene where where Wong is like, like, don't worry, we're going to just take their variants from other worlds. (laughs) Oh, thank God. Okay. I mean, that is an actual thing that they can do if they want. So sure. Yeah, I'm sure they could. It's like Gamora is alive in the movies, even though she also dramatically died in one of the movies too. But in this one, they didn't replace her. I I kept expecting like, okay, this is just like a version and it gets swapped out. And I know they do have other versions and other multiverses. And so it's possible to grab them at another later point. But they made a big point of it in this one saying like, yeah, but that's not this Wanda. This Wanda did this stuff. I think if everything culminates and all of the multiverses like get smashed into one singular timeline at the end of this entire arc. You could see the Earth 838. Wanda, we could we could have yeah. some some stragglers from other <clears throat> versions, some variants, but it doesn't lessen the impact now. I think you can also draw. We'll get to it near the end, but there's like there's little things you could point to. Where you're like, hmm, that could mean a couple things. Um, but I don't know. Do we want to get into the 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 plot and stuff? I I wanted to really point out. I thought there was a really clever scene when it's when uh, our our prime Doctor Strange is fighting Sinister Doctor Strange. Mm. And they have that music fight. I thought that was That's such a clever way of introducing because Sam Raimi loves that little piano sting in his movies. Mm-hmm. And having it be that there's a they're fighting with piano music, I thought was such a clever way to get in that Sam Raimi flair that he loves to put in, especially in the Spider-Man movies. I thought that was very clever. I thought that was I like in my seat, I'm watching with somebody who like does not watch a lot of Sam Raimi movies. So I'm like, just kind of like, <laughs> like laughing in my seat. And they're just like, what, what's so funny? I'm like, I'll have to tell you later. But I just thought that was a very clever thing. That mm-hmm. whole scene is so goofy for being like the uh, climactic, not climactic, I guess, but like a big battle between like, two like this creepy forces. world that's yeah. been destroyed. Yeah. And there's like only one person left. And then you're like, Music fight, music fight. <laughs> it was also weird that, you know, like we talk about like sometimes they take stuff out of the movie to like for the trailers, you know, like Spider-Man wasn't in that scene where all the people are running together at Civil War. There's a scene in the trailer that's not in the movie, which is when Sinister Strange goes, things are getting out of hand. Like that's not in the movie. Yeah. Mm. I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I wonder where it would have gone. There, there would have been like a, a hand that was walking around. Yeah, 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 getting yeah. Out of that hand. was probably it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like we could talk about general stuff with the movie, but like, uh, I don't know. We want to break down the entire plot, but basically, well, we, yeah, Wanda is Wanda. Ha- as we saw at the end of WandaVision, Wanda has the Darkhold and she's tapping into it to try and get back to her kids. The beginning of the movie, America Chavez is being chased by. She's with uh, Defender Strange, as he's being Defender Strange. Um, labeled in, on toys and stuff. They're on their way to find the the antithesis to the Darkhold. And she's being chased by demons. And Defender Strange decides that the best way to keep her power safe is to take them from her. But he gets killed in the, in the scuffle. And he is sent through a portal... And so she, which that gets them sent to 
the prime Earth 616. Yes. Where our strange wakes up from a dream. He thinks he's, you know, dreamed this thing. As it turns out, dreams are us seeing other universes. Mm-hmm. He Every goes, dream, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> uh, strange then goes to Christine's wedding. He's kind of let that relationship fall apart. Can I can I say one thing just in that yeah. back in that other scene? I, I did enjoy the movie, uh, maybe more than you, but I do think there are some like some clunky bits, some clunky like dialogue and stuff. And I felt like in the very beginning when yeah, he's holding the demon back with one hand, Defender Strange, and then is like you he's like he's friends with, he has a relationship with this America Chavez, but he the whole problem is that she can't doesn't know how to control her power. She can't manifest these portals to other dimensions willingly. It's something that happens when she's like Upset you know, upset. Or, yeah. Yeah. So it's a frustrating power for her to have because she doesn't know how to control it. And that's when he says, like, this is the only way to like do this is like I have to draw it out of you. And I think the actual quote is like, But we're friends. You're killing me. And I was like, All right, this is a little corny <laughs> comic booky yeah. kind of thing. There's a few moments during the movie I because I, I can't, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like it's a perfect film or anything like that. But I was kind of in my th- in the theater, like rolling my eyes a little bit, like Really, this is a little on the nose. This yeah. is a little funny. <laughs> um, before we continue, what did you guys think of America Chavez? I thought she was great. Yeah, I was excited to see her. I think in the comics, she's she at least seems a little bit older usually, but I I also think it's a, probably a good idea to bring in someone younger to age into the role and yeah. presumably be in more movies. Um, yeah, I loved her look because I think, I think she is like cool. I think that actress is truly like sixteen years old. Oh, yeah, okay. and I think when and I see pictures of her in the comics, it looks like she's like 18, 19 in her 20s or yeah. something. Also, there's a million interpretations of people in the comics. So, yeah, um, it seemed kind of weird to me when Dr. Strange, the our world's Dr. Strange, right, meets her and he's like, oh, you're just a kid and kind of like uh, dismisses her when they're up on the roof, him and Wong. Uh, and I'm like, I mean, you just got through something with uh, with Spider-Man, right? Like, but he doesn't remember that. that. Yeah, but. Yeah, but he also oh, like that's think true. And yes, and also think of how like if he did remember it, he would have been like, "Yeah, you're just a dumb kid." Like that guy who wouldn't uh, call his college to see if he could get a second chance. <laughs> yeah. Maybe rewrite the damn memories of the world. I did think it was that's very clever. True. There's a the conversation he has with America where he's talking about like he references Spider-Man. She's like, "Whoa, does he shoot webs out of his butt?" And like he like they they very clearly he knows that Spider-Man exists and he's fought with Spider-Man, but he doesn't know anything about Spider-Man. So I thought that mm-hmm. was a, at least like a little bit of a callback to No Way Home that like he would know the character Spider-Man, but he doesn't know his alter ego, yeah. Peter Parker. She's like, surely he took his mask off. It's like, yeah, but it was like a Rorschach painting. I can't remember <laughs> what his face looked like. Um, it was like a Watchmen character. And he's like, and yeah, he's like, and maybe we'll see some of those Watchmen in the other universe too. Um, <laughs> I was going to mention, because Andrew, you just said he goes to Christine Palmer's wedding. Yeah. Uh, and guess what? He's not the groom. That's right. Just yeah. a guest. Um, but yeah, they have like a little conversation and he kind of, he says, or at least he's, he claims that he's just happy that she's happy. And, you know, even though he cares so much about her and wishes that it could have been different, that it just wasn't meant to be. I also thought um, the conversation that he has with that the doc, another doctor from the first I, movie. I wanted to bring this up. I didn't remember his name was Nicodemus West. Yes. <laughs> which is a real mouthful of yeah. a name. But he's kind of the fuck up doctor in the first one who like, yeah. he, he performs that surgery and he like, otherwise going to be like, well, this guy's dead. And he's like, he's not dead. Like, I need to get the bullet out. Um, but he shows up and is basically says like, 
does, what does he say? Like my wife remarried because I got snapped. My brother I, I died lost. and my cats died. And he yeah, was just out like, of that order. He says his cats died first, and then he goes, yeah. "Oh, and my brother." And died. my brother died. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that he's just like. Because, you know, like in the movie, we're all under the impression, yes, him giving the stone to Thanos was the correct thing to do because it allowed them I mean, to do all these things. But the, even the still, TVA are like, that was supposed to happen. Right. Like, but like that there are still people who are like, and he's he is mad at Doctor Strange because he knows Doctor Strange is the one who made that decision. And he's mm-hmm. like, those that decision ended up having negative ramifications on me. Yeah. And so, like, I did think that was, like, an interesting thing to do, which is, like, everybody, you know, was like, oh, the, the Avengers are huge heroes. Yay, they beat Thanos. But, like, he's just, like, this still fucked up my life. Do you think, like, people condescendingly walk up to Doctor Strange and go, like, is it <laughs> yeah. this one? Uh, is this, this the uh-huh. one? Huh? <laughs> um, I wanted to, to drop this on you. Uh, Nicodemus West had another scene in the movie because it's just that that small scene in the wedding. Yeah. Uh, he would have worked for the Illuminati in the eight or the 838 version uh-huh. he would have been you know like a scientist probably like christine right uh he and was then, in that seventh chair that everybody's wondering who yes yeah. he comes out in the wheelchair he's like sorry i'm borrowing it um <laughs> apparently they would have found his severed head a la uh samuel jackson in jurassic park like they would have come into like the lab and his like head would have been like oh sitting there from geez. wanda like blown off dang <laughs> Jeez. which like he already had he's already like this sad sack and then like can't catch a break in this yeah. other universe either. <laughs> uh, so that, that guy though, like when he showed up, it was, it just was a reminder to me like, Oh yeah. The, the first Dr. Strange movie happened. Yeah. Like there, there are a lot of that movie kind of like came and went without a uh, ton really of like a huge, I feel like it winds up me. in the mid tier for Marvel, but I, I rewatched it before and this and I, I still really enjoy it. I think there's some yeah. cool good stuff in there. Yeah. I should probably go back and watch it, but it to me is very forgettable. Like, the fact mm. that Rachel McAdams, when she showed up in What If, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, and then again here, I was like, I'm oh, glad yeah. they featured her and made her. They were like, she's actually like one of the most important things to you as a character. And it's like, well, she could have given her more to do in the first movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, but she's good in the first movie. She's only got a few scenes and she's sort of like exasperated. Like Strange keeps like he shows up injured. She saves him. And then he shows up later with the ancient one. And is like, help, you need help. Her. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm just trying to work. I do appreciate she got more to do in this movie. 100%. She's a much more central character to this movie. In fact, I think she uses an item that they touch or talk about in Endgame or something else and to, like, fight off some bad guys at one point. Yeah. There's, There's, like, this, like, barrel with, like, light in it, and I think she's, like, fighting off demons with it, and I think they name check it in end game or something like that and i was like oh it's kind of fun well, i think there's... it's in it's in the first doctor strange it's when he's fighting with uh mads mickelson's character yes yeah um i i also like what they gave to doctor strange his weird like uh monster uh summons that he does where there's like these weird purple hands that come out oh yeah and, and he even like, uses the like tentacle yes. thing that they that they kind of used in uh what if like he has yeah, that, someone like... someone said like it's Doctor Strange. Like it should be like weird. It's like weird magic names and weird spells. So like, mm-hmm. and that's that's not like an alternate world strange. That's our strange makes like demon hands come up and grab things and like pull them around. And I was like, oh, this is creepy. That was actually a, a gross thing at the top. Was a monster that finds America early on is like is Gargantua, right, or Garganta or something. It's not. It not like, it's not. It like Shuma. It's, it's not, not Shumagorath. I wish it was, but when they fight it, it's like a pretty cool fight. He's like chopping off its limbs. He's trying to contain it. And then it ultimately like pulls its eyeball out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucking disgusting. Also, again, people are going like, 
wow, you guys are, are people. I think people are assuming like if something gross like that happens, like I can't handle it because I like Marvel movies. I've seen way worse than that. It's just that you don't see that kind of thing in Marvel movies right. usually. It's not too gross. I'm there's not a lot have of there's a lot of kills in this movie that I was just yeah. like, damn, like, and you know, like Max, you made the point. Like, I think I, I genuinely thought because they always take the safe route in Marvel stuff that there was going to be like a misunderstanding with Wanda, where like mm-hmm. she does something bad, but like you know she can be excused this way. She was the fucking villain. She did so much like horrible, horrendous shit in this, mm-hmm. and like they made her unquestionably a villain. Like, and, and she kind of has the power to bend reality, right? right. And I thought, okay, it's going to get bent back once she learns her lesson. It didn't. No. She, she left this um, mortal coil. Even uh, though it's a little bit of a trope, I did like they have the conversation uh, in that orchard. And then she's like, why don't you just have America come here and I'll protect her? And he's like, and yeah. then she like stops and she's like, I didn't say her name. Yeah, you didn't say her name, did you? And it's like, that happens in a lot of movies, but that was like a fun like, uh oh, she already knows about America, and then it turns out where she's been staying with the Darkhold has been like permanently fucked up. I, I don't know why no one has checked that out on satellites or whatever. <laughs> well, I think like it's she holds up the the veneer. Like, oh, you know, like yes, maybe even yeah, maybe even from space. You right, can. and yeah. so like I, it was really like I thought that was really interesting because even Doctor Strange, sorcerers like not the Sorcerer Supreme of this Earth, yeah, but you know, most power, one of the most powerful su- sorcerers in the I, in the universe did couldn't even tell that there was a veneer there like he had no inkling i don't know how far ahead they planned that after the first movie because it did seem like he joined and started learning magic and cramming and then they were like well we need someone to guard the new york sanctum then it's like you want to be the sorcerer supreme by the end and i'm glad that like he got snapped wong stepped up yeah and he is a much more like level-headed and like thought through like I think it's I think it's cool that he is not the Sorcerer Supreme at least in this universe because it's like, yeah, you're kind of not good for the job. I don't think right. you're, mm-hmm. you're still too have too much bravado. Well, they you're still like I think they illustrate they illustrate that well when they go to Earth eight three eight where that strange was the Sorcerer Supreme, and like the power got too much for him and he, he you know like he was dream walking or what's it called dream he dream walked yeah he dream walked into I think. I think what they were alluding to is he dream walked into Sinister Strange's uh, universe and everyone there was killed because of what he did. Yeah, and the longer you're in a, another dimension, the more like the more of a uh, an impact you have to the point where you can cause a what's it called? An incursion. 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 Yeah, which is a huge plot point for the uh, Secret Wars. That uh, will be like the big overarching kind of like end game style thing coming up yes yeah Yeah. um uh i although you we were talking about uh wong being the the right guy for the job but i think that he made the wrong decision at the end with uh america chavez where he said like you've got to take her powers you you got to do it for the world oh sure but i i mean he can be he can be wrong about it but still be like trying to make the best decision for like their universe like mm. just because strange was right in that instance doesn't mean yeah. he's still not the best choice for it in my opinion what did you guys opinion. think of the choices for the illuminati um surprising because i didn't expect i think there's there's a very established illuminati and i think people were predicting we would get superior iron man or this would introduce namor, namor. Yeah. and i'm kind of glad that they did anson mount is obviously a surprise because i never thought they would acknowledge uh, the inhumans. inhumans until they rebooted it. Um, it's so funny. I loved Rambo. 
Monica Rambeau was the pilot instead of Brie Larson and got the mm-hmm. Captain Marvel powers. Mm-hmm. Captain Carter, being able to see, she was so fucking awesome in What If, so it was really cool Seen to see her. I love, love her little jetpack that yeah. she can like boost for a second. or Because it's like, it's it's like you have a Captain America, but like he can't get up two floors if he needs to. And it's like, it's cool that there's that little added thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's very cool that, that Professor Xavier shows up and in the, with the, with the, the sting of music, which I think is called like X-Men in the credits is like X-Men 93 theme. So yeah. it's like not even the old theme. It's like the theme for the new show. Everything about it. He's in the yellow levitating mm-hmm. wheelchair. He's got the same color tie, the same color. I think jacket. he does like the, he yeah. does like this, like, um, uh, for, for the listeners at home, uh, Robert touched his forehead, <laughs> touched my forehead with two hands. He, his mouth, mouth doesn't mix up to the lip syncing just cause the animation <laughs> does, is perfect. Um, uh, no, it was really good. Uh, it, the only I, one thing I actually thought was kind of uh, not necessarily disappointing because I don't know how interesting it would have been, but uh, Mordo's character is like, oh, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme here and I'm on the Illuminati. And they talk. I thought there would be, and maybe they, I think actually maybe they filmed the scene and didn't cut it. I thought there'd be more about Mordo and Doctor Strange in his own universe. I did too. Because the last time mm-hmm. he left him, he's like, oh, I'm going to start killing all the sorcerers. Too many of them, I say. And the yeah. end of Doctor Strange one. It'll it'll judging by how this one ended in in the like little after credits, uh, maybe that's where they're going next time. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, this one it, uh, it kind of felt like there was history that was never like uh, readdressed before this movie right. kicked off. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna cut anything, I suppose that's fine. And we're also we're not seeing him in the six one six. We're seeing him in eight three eight. Right. So it, it's fine to have a Mordo that's like, oh, I'm completely different from that other guy. Yeah, this one's Baron Carl Mordo. Yes. So what um, what do you guys say? John Krasinski. They they went ahead and did the fan casting. Yeah, but... that was interesting. So okay, what is the order of events though? Do you think they cast it literally after all the fan stuff? Yes. Or do you th- he's okay. been I think like people have been calling for him to be Reed Richards for years. So, so I don't and know... Emily Blunt to be Sue Storm. Well, they, I don't know about you guys. The... Oh sorry, go ahead, Max. I think they just like him as a couple and think that they would fit really well for yeah. this. I, I can see that. I also like that they mentioned that they're, they're kids in this universe because mm-hmm. in, in obviously in some of them, it's the Fantastic Four family, but they haven't had their children yet. Yeah. So I like that mention. Um, maybe one of the darkest, coldest lines in the in the movie is like, is their mother still alive in this universe? Like, yeah, it's a like, good. They won't be orphans. There'll be someone to raise them. Yeah. <laughs> um, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I would also be fine if they recast the Fantastic Four movie completely and Krasinski was just the variant version of Reed Richards in this one. But does that make sense? If if but uh, Lokis like are Dr. different Strange, in different universes or Doc, women or ca- yeah, alligators. Yeah. And sometimes true. Spider-Man are different, but sometimes Doctor Strange is Benedict Cumberbatch and looks exactly the same except his hair is a different style. Right. Yeah. So and, I feel like the door Chris- is open for variants to be whatever. Rachel McAdams shows up and everything. Baron shows up and and everything mm-hmm. the same. Like Monica Rambeau. The fact that they had so many actors that are like playing themselves, it makes me kind of wonder how are you just going to do that and, and toss out uh, Krasinski? I mean, be, I mean because it'd be the fans... crazier to me if that was his only appearance at the MCU. It's like, yeah, he was that Reed Richards and right. he's gone. And especially but, yeah. because they go think, with it, they go with it. Yeah, I think because the fans have like wanted him to be Reed Richards for so long, it would almost be like a. I mean, if he doesn't want to do it, then that's different. But like, if he's willing mm-hmm. to do it, and then Marvel's just like, no, nah, we're gonna get, uh, you know, uh, Miles Teller again to be. <laughs> yeah, I well, think they. I think they did. A, um, I think he did a good job as 
and as Reed Richards also that's fine. He did pretty good. He was, yeah. you know, he's, he was fine. He's fine. Oh, I just mean like it's a pretty small. He's not yeah. in a ton of the movie, so it's not you know he did what he did. Yeah. Uh, speaking of John Krasinski, though, I bet Black Bolt wishes he was in the Quiet Place in that the following oh, scene. My God. <laughs> uh because I, that that i loved and not because i'm like fuck yeah let's make this dark and gross but it's like it was fun and and crazy how i that death scene up. is brutal and so like i love that they showed or er, like earlier and like i i don't the the scene where they show the illuminati uh confronting dr strange at the scene of defeating thanos and they were all still wearing the exact same clothing was like, did they all have one day to shoot? Like, what is, why are they all still dressed <laughs> exactly the same? Um, but having them show that like Black Bolt's voice, cause all he says is, I'm sorry. And it annihilates Dr. Strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just fucking, it, he's doesn't exist anymore. Having that established just how powerful his voice is and then when she eliminates his mouth and then he like tries to like make a noise and it just reverberates into his head and blows his brains out. Holy fuck. Yeah. I love that. It also shows how strong his skin is. <laughs> right. That just didn't like go. <laughs> yeah. Well, was... It's also just funny. Like that's not how sound works that like, it's like if he says, I'm sorry, like it, it's like the sound doesn't just like only go out. It goes like out and around. So like, presumably you would be hurting yourself. Uh, no matter what, but I mean, I get yeah, like, a no, nobody standing behind him heard what he said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You know how sound works. I think it's um, kind of like when when a, a, a ambulance and its sirens is driving towards you, it sounds different than when it's driving away from you. The Doppler effect. Yes. Yes, exactly. So he's um, got some Doppler going on. I, I liked him getting imploded. I love. I loved Reed Richards getting spaghettified. Um, I liked. Um, how does Rambo get killed? She, uh, she gets, she gets a statue dropped. She just on gets her. crushed by everything, yeah. and then Captain, Captain Carter, Carter gets cut in half. Yes, and just like, uh, yeah, that was great stuff. Um, there's just like funny, corny things. Like after that scene, like Wanda is coming after them, like a possessed zombie. Like her leg is fucked up, so she's like shambling after them. And it's one of those things of like she can bend reality, she can make your mouth dis- disappear. It seems like she could just like stop these people in their tracks, and they're like closing door. Boom, magic yeah. Yeah. it up. She comes through, closing the door. Boom, she comes through, closes their door. They stop, they wait. <laughs> Amy zoom ins to the door. Where is she? What's going on? Why are you guys even waiting? Then she pops up. It's like, okay, why? Like, what? what let's see. No, there? let's see how she comes through the door. It's been interesting. Just, <laughs> it was just for the, it was just for the sake of having like a funny, like, jump scare. And I was like, yeah, why not? It yeah. was funny. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where are you we could, at? You could really tell. You could really tell that Sam Raimi was having fun making this. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It so, showed. And, I really enjoyed it. Another encouraging. Danny Elfman. Yeah, Danny Elfman was yes. great. Did some really great worked. stuff in this. An encouraging thing I saw was uh, an article that was like, it basically said that like Kevin Feige was like, I didn't have to watch over Raimi during uh, Doctor Strange and it did well for us. So I'm looking for a similar director for Fantastic Four where I can just let them loose and they'll do it. And then Bruce Campbell, I think, tweeted, like, why not Sam Raimi? Uh, <laughs> you're looking for someone like Sam Raimi? Okay. Um, but that, I, I mean, and you know what? These are all, these could all be little lip service bullshit yeah. quotes. But if that is true at, at all, that is very encouraging that he was like, hell yeah, like, Sam Raimi, you're a master. We wanted you to do something weird and creepy. You did it. Thank you so much. The, like, ultimate, the I, ultimate fuck you. Let's get Scorsese in there, baby. 
I'm so tired of that discourse. If, if someone wants to make a superhero movie, they want to do it for Marvel, be my fucking right. guest. If you don't, yeah. don't yeah. do it. I yeah. don't care. It's it. You can be the change in the genre you want to see. This is a weirder, slightly darker Marvel movie. It had Raimi's imprint over the whole thing, in my opinion. And I enjoyed it. So, like, if they find more people... I mean, if anything, it just makes me go, like, I wish now I could see the Edgar Wright Ant-Man. I wish yeah. I could see, you know, this and that. And I don't think he was the first person attached to Doctor Strange. Didn't didn't they have another director? Well, they had the Scott Scott Dickinson, is that his name? The guy who did the first Doctor Strange. Okay. Which, like... Yeah, it sounds like there's it's you have to work within certain limitations. Hey, make sure mm -hmm. you mention this Infinity Stone. Make sure you mention Incursion. Make sure you set up this character in that thing. And some of them probably don't want that much oversight or wish that, you know, push for something and then can't have it because X, Y or Z. So I get that it's not going to be for everyone, but it's encouraging when someone can come in like Raimi, who arguably made some of the greatest superhero movies in our generation and gets to be back in the driver's seat and do something fun like but that. But this mm. one, this one feels much more Sam Raimi than the Spider-Man's. I agree with that. I think I agree that. Well, maybe I'm just thinking Sam Raimi is, is like, maybe I'm putting him in a box and just saying, I want more army of darkness. Right. Sure. Yeah. It sure. feels much more army. Cause of I think, darkness I think Spider-Man's the feel very Sam Raimi and like the decisions that he makes in them. It's just not as much of the horror elements, excluding mm. the entire horror movie in the middle of Spider-Man two, when Doc Ock's uh, tentacles are being taken off in surgery. Right. And it's just an Evil Dead movie. Um, also, uh, there's a there's a really fun Evil Dead callback in this movie where uh, Bruce Campbell is the pizza ball salesman. Yeah, I like how like America's like yeah. In most universes, a food is free. Yeah, <laughs> and just like assumes that for this this thing. Another corny thing in the future where like everything has leaves and stuff stuff on it, and the other big difference is red lights and green lights are swapped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. There's a world where you're paint. There's a world where it's like sky captain, the world of tomorrow. And, but this world is like, uh, we have more vegetables and, uh, lights are different. Yeah. Lights are different. That's about it. Um, and everyone um, wears black, black and white. Yeah. But I was going to say the, the element where you walk by this store and you stand on a pad and it's advertising that you can like pull up memories from your past and rewatch them but apparently like anyone walking by can see you watching the preview yeah. because you see like Dr. Strange experience, the dinner where he gets the watch from Christine. And then she's like, I don't want to talk about it. And then America does, you know, steps on it and you see the origin of her powers where a bee scares her. And then she accidentally sends her two moms into the multiverse. Uh, and we can cut that one out for China. No problem. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, but I just think it's funny that like anyone could be like, wow, look at that trauma. Huh. All right, I'm they're gonna have to work. They're gonna yeah. have a really hard time editing this for China because, like, America Chavez has like the trans flag on her. Jacket. They might not even like. Maybe I heard they're not even releasing in China. Maybe I don't. Re I don't. That's I don't possible. Recall. Like, she also has like "Love is Love" in Spanish on her jacket. There's a lot of stuff where they're like, in order to appease China, they're gonna have to do a lot of. The jacket's yeah. just like got like warbly graphics on it, like moving around. <laughs> it's got like the Chinese flag on it instead, and. China is getting the original directed by the uh, the guy who directed the first uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange. They made a whole different one for this one. Doctor Tame. <laughs> um, I I I think the fact that they let Sam Raimi go was awesome for this movie, but like I couldn't see him. I don't doing think it works with other. Yeah, I don't think it works yeah. with other franchises. He, he couldn't have the War Machine movie, right? Like yeah. that's not going to be the same thing. But I'm glad that they let him do it for Doctor Strange. Um, I was trying to say the Evil Dead callback is that he curses uh, is Sam or Bruce Campbell's hand, so it keeps punching him for three weeks. So he has a haunted <laughs> hand that he can't control that's attacking. Well, him. and not the only thing because they do like the stuff like 
it turns out Wanda can like get back to them through mirrors. So yeah. like you see like there's like mirror shots that they did in Evil Dead. She also like breaks all of her bones to get through a mirror and like come through and they did that's kind of an, an Evil Dead sort of thing yeah. too. There were also um, some pretty gnarly uh, books of the dead or whatever. Yeah, that's true. not, not yeah, of they the were dead, like but, Sam Raimi yeah. was like let me like it was like I'll do a superhero movie as long as I can have an evil book of the dead. And they're like <laughs> hey, we have the perfect you got it. Yeah. yeah. And then the, all the uh, like creatures that fly around and just like cackle and yeah. voices. And stuff. You know what is f- fucking badass? And another thing where I, I wish I didn't see part of it in the trailer. I guess you don't see all of what actually happens, but he takes over the body of the dead uh, defender, defender strange, strange that's yeah. in their thing. And he's like, I love that reveal. He's like, I didn't say like the person you can dreamwalk into had to be alive. Like yeah. you can, you can do that. And then pulls all of those demons that are attacking him and makes like a cloak of demons that yeah. allows him to fly to the mountain. And I was like, well, this is great. I love it. It looks it's so, so crazy. cool too. And then all the arms that pop out, like they mm-hmm. show in the trailer. Yeah. What, it kind of reminds stuff. me too, because uh, you see him in, um, in Endgame or, or uh, Infinity War, he does that moment and where he's fighting Thanos and he goes like this and all of his arms whip, whip out and then yeah. he becomes multiple strangers and, reta- and you know restrains him. So I was like, oh, it reminds you of that scene where he kind of has all the multi-arms, but it's now demons behind him yeah. and stuff. So cool. I really love that. So cool. Um, we should say, we have, we've talked about the plot, but like the reason why Wanda wants to get America Chavez is one of her powers is she's able to open portals to different universes and mm-hmm. she wants to go to a universe where she can then, I guess, kill that universe's Wanda and then like take over and have her kid, the kids there. And it's it's interesting that they use the same kids from the WandaVision show. I thought that was a good. I think good people on don't love do those kids. I'm I don't want to be too harsh on them because they're you know kid actors, but I thought I, they were fine. I didn't think, I I think they they're did, fine. I thought they I, did I, better in this one than they did in the, yeah. the show. I wonder if they'll keep with them as they age up to be, you know, the young Avenger kind of style characters or if they'll recast at some point. But I think so. I think in, unless the kid like comes out, uh, you know, like uh, unless those kids anti- get canceled. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Unless that kid does something really messed up. I think they'll stick with them. Um, we actually Since think Letitia Wright was correct to not get vaccinated on the set of Black. Yeah, we want to be on her <laughs> Avengers team. <laughs> Um, so we've kind of been jumping around a little bit, but I was curious if we can kind of jump towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. We've got variants in other universes. There's always a possibility someone come, could come back, but at the end, Wanda is sort of convinced by her other self from eight, three, eight, who basically says like, like they'll be cared for, like your children will be safe, but like taking them from another version of yourself, isn't the way to do things. And she, basically destroys herself and the uh, the dark hold across the multiverse by pulling like the mountain down on herself at the end. And you see like a flash of red light as it all comes down and collapses. Is that her dying or is that like, could that be one last like bit of magic that she protected herself or went somewhere else or. I think it's just, she brought all the dark holds to her in a different reality. And now she can't like read them. Now all she's or... looking at, she's reading yeah. multiple dark holds everywhere. <laughs> I think it's, it's oh, obviously be real fucked up. The next it's time. obviously left really ambiguous for you to, if they if you don't see the body way. Right. It, yeah. And then even if you do see the body, it, it could be different. Right. So. Yeah. I you're mean, right, she, like... got, she got as crushed as Monica Rambeau, right? I guess yes. we saw her arm out right. there. Yeah. But like, you know, we, we could either get a redemption story for six, one, six, 
uh, Wanda, or we could get a three eight Wanda or a different Wanda replacing her in the in the Prime six one six universe. Sure, sure. Um, but um, yeah, she she re- she tries to redeem herself in the last bit by destroying all the dark holds and saving it. But you're right. She's killed hundreds of people at this point. So there's really not a, like a, the redemption story is going to have to be huge for her. Yeah. Because there's always going to be people from, from Westview and, and then some that are going to always hate her. Um, I, I didn't like the idea that strangers like, I'll get you back on a lunchbox. It's like, dude, people don't want her on a lunchbox. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's fucked up. It's fine that she's not on a lunchbox. Um, one of the um, things that also happens is, is in this is strange uses the dark hold to, um, to put himself in the, in the, uh, strange defender, defender strange, strange body. body and so as it's as it's revealed like you start to develop like things happen to you when you read the dark hold so the movie ends and he's walking down the street things seem cool and then all of a sudden a third eye emerges <laughs> and just like and then credits mm-hmm. um I did think that the credit that and then the next scene is kind of clunky because it's like he's walking down the street and he's like, huh, back in my universe, this rocks. And then he's like, ah, and then an eyeball appears. Then you get a little bit of credits. Then you get the mid credit scene. And now he's, he's like walk- walking down the street with a third Now he's eye. walking down the street again. And I was like, so did that happen? And he went back and he like splashed some water on his face. And now he's still walking. Like, what's going on? Like, it was weird that he was like still on the road. Mm-hmm. And then we get the reveal of Charlize Theron in the MCU. Yes. As Clea? Um, sure. Is that her character's name? Cleo? Clea? I, it, I, it might, it might so. be. I, but I she is... I like, that's the Enchantress. No, that's not. She's associated with the dark universe or the dark dimension. Because when she opens up that portal, you see it from like the first from the first movie, the place that Dormammu lives. Yeah, I think she's supposed to be the daughter of Dormammu in the comics. Damn, Dormammu? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Who the mom? <laughs> <laughs> So she asks Strange to, to join her in. She well, she basically says like you, you now your presence has caused an incursion. We have to stop it. So yeah. they are they are very much setting up that stuff. So I, I see what you say, Andrew, about like people were assuming that there's is going to like tie in a lot more to like Spider Man and some other stuff. I kind of like the idea that we can't pinpoint one thing that specifically did it. It almost seems like all of these heroes simultaneously Strange used the spell, and we saw characters from other dimensions coming through Loki you know, or the, he who must not be named was killed. All of a sudden everything's branching off and, and um, Sophie is sitting, you know, in his throne technically. And, and it just feels like multiple things confluence together to make everything unstable. And I kind of like that at least right now, we're not sure which one specifically fucked everything up. Yeah. Um, And I also am always kind of like assuming that they're not going to make your knowledge of one of the Disney plus shows dependent on a stuff in a movie um uh, of course they had captain carter show up and you know they do a few references to things but it's just how i assume things go is that like they're not going to be like do your homework and watch that six episode series to know what's going on so i kind of i didn't think there would necessarily be callbacks to all of that stuff in the movie at least for me i just think there was i thought like i think that's but i i see where people were disappointed because i think like the the idea of it the multiverse being in the title, I think people thought like, well, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That there'd be just some tie in to like, whether it's like Tom Hiddleston makes like a two second cameo mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I just think people were like looking for something of a bigger nexus point of these, of these multiverse stories. I wish he had brought every Mary Jane. 
Ugh. into in through portals. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I my minor thing is that I did think other there, the scene where he's crashing with with America through all these multiverses is fun. Yeah. But that's about it. And then otherwise they spend their time in like two or three other dimensions. Yes. And I kind of wish there was even like a five minute scene of them like dimension hopping more. Yeah. Spending like a minute in a scene, you know, they show up and like, it's, you know, the Hulk, you know, has devastated the world and he's the warlord with other Hulk people. And, and then they get out of that scene and they get out. I wish there was like a little, little more time spent in other, you know, dimension hopping, but that's kind of a minor thing. Yeah. So, um, any final thoughts before we head out about the movie? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I just, I, I think people should check it out. Like I said, it's supposed to be tre- streaming on Disney plus on the 22nd. So folks can, can see it even if they can't get out to the theater. Um, I don't know if this means that Raimi will keep doing superhero movies or something else for Marvel, but I'm excited because it's been a, a minute since his last movie and, um, yeah, pretty enjoyable. Yeah. I think it was a good step in for Dr. Strange, who's now been in a few other movies and it was like, I think a good fun follow-up yeah. sequel. So. Max, what about you? Yeah, I I think that this was a very fun one. I think it was, in my opinion, way better than the first one. I think that they did uh, a lot more with it. It's kind of what I was hoping the first one would be because they really hyped that one up as being like very strange, very weird. And like they just kind of created that glass universe thing that he twists and bends reality. And it just looked like Inception again. But uh, I thought this one did more in terms of like going wild with it and, and really experimenting with things. I thought it was fun. And so if you didn't really love the first one, but you like army of darkness, check out Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Yep. Uh, I think it's very enjoyable. Great. All right, everybody. Uh, that'll do it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.